Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Open Investigation and Discussion. I'm your host Belle and I'm your co-host Keith and today I'll be talking about the parliament system in Singapore and how the PAP uses this system to its advantage. Let's get started and open investigation. investigation. I obviously won't be able to cover the entire parliamentary system in one podcast episode so I'll mainly focus on four schemes today. The parliament was pretty much built by the PAP who, as we know, were already the ruling party when Singapore gained independence. And the parliament is largely modelled after the British Westminster Parliament where the head of the government is the Prime Minister and the head of state is the President. The first scheme that I will be discussing is the Group Representation Constituency Scheme or GRC for short because that is a tongue twister. A constituency is an area and there are people who control or represent this area. When it comes to voting, based on which constituency you live in, you vote for members representing the area, which are usually PAP, or an opposition party that wants to contest for that constituency. If there is no opposition contesting in a constituency, this is a walkover situation where the PAP members who contest for the area immediately get a seat in Those who win a seat in parliament are called member of parliament or MPs. So a GRC is an area that is represented by a minimum of three and a maximum of six members of the same party. Hence, it's a group constituency. Then is there a single member area? Yes, there is. And it's called the single member constituency or SMC, where there is only one member representing an area, but there are more GRCs than SMCs. GRCs and SMCs are used to indicate if the area is represented by multiple MPs or just one and are used like East Coast GRC, West Coast GRC, Aukang SMC, etc. The GRC scheme was put in place to ensure that minority voices are heard and it states that in every group that is contesting for a GRC, at least one member of the group must come from a minority group. Like Malay and Indian? Right. This does help people recognize that Singapore is a multiracial state. But now we move on to the problematic part. This scheme favors large political parties because they have more funds and can acquire new talent needed to contest for a GRC. Oh yeah, because you need at least three members to contest. So isn't that just a long way of saying this in favor? of the PAP, which is the largest party. Precisely. Furthermore, it allows political newbies to be carried into parliament with the help of senior MPs. Oh, so if you put newbies into a group of seniors, then don't people already know the seniors are good? So then they'll vote for the seniors and the newbies will also enter the parliament if they win. Correct. And since the scheme favors the PAP, you put two and two together and it means that the PAP newbies can gain more experience in parliament because they're carried into the parliament as compared to opposition newbies. The next scheme is the elected president scheme or the EP added to the constitution in 1991. This scheme is basically where people vote for a president and it is also the PAP expanding the president's role from just being ceremonial. The scheme entails that the president is one of the people who guards the national reserve with the other person being the PM. This scheme wasn't taken well by the public or the opposition because they see it as PAP trying to gain more power in other parts of the parliament. This is especially because the people who fulfilled the requirements to be a presidential candidate were from the PAP. 
This was PAP's way of neutralizing the opposition, especially because if we look at the date it was implemented, it was during phase three where more opposition entered parliament. Yes, and the PAP used it to ensure that the reserves will not be used irresponsibly if there is an irresponsible government in the future, which is basically saying that if the PAP no longer has a majority and the parliament wants to use money that the PAP saved, they still have to pass the elected president who is likely a PAP member. However, there was a turning point in 2011 where the ex-PAP Deputy Prime Minister, Tony Tan, barely won the EP election and was nearly beaten by Tan Cheng Bok. Tan Cheng Bok is a very important figure, so remember his name. This was likely because the public was angry at PAP that year because people were struggling after the financial recession of 2009. It was a wake-up call for the PAP and they had to reassess. Subsequently, in 2016, they revised the EP scheme so that it included minorities but also made the president have fewer responsibilities. The last two schemes are closely connected and they are the Non-Constituency Member of Parliament NCMP scheme and the Nominated Member of Parliament or NMP scheme. These two schemes are to ensure that other voices are heard. The NCMP scheme was implemented in 1984 and allows the best losers of the opposition to be part of the parliament. So like the opposition party that gets the most votes but may have not gotten any actual seat? Correct. However, the NCMPs do not have normal MP voting powers, so they can't really do anything other than raise concerns. In 2016, 12 NCMP seats were allowed. It ensures that they have opposition in the parliament that won't obstruct the PAP's majority. Lee Kuan Yew believed that the opposition can be very obstructive, but having a few of them for check and balance can be beneficial for the government. Hence, the scheme allows for opposition to prove themselves and it shows younger voters who are pro-opposition of how capable the opposition actually are. My question is whether this is all just to show that there are opposition and to please the people's call for political diversity. The scheme also tacitly implies that opposition voices are only heard with the help of the PAP. The NMP scheme is the same except NMPs don't need to be from a political party and they can join the parliament to give meaningful debates and insights. After hearing all that, what do you think? I think all of these like schemes like it's a good way of like keeping things in balance if you combine them together they'll like make like a good like parliament because they still allow like the like opposition to have a chance i think it's a bit biased towards them but the opposition still has like a tiny chance it's kind of fair it's like gray like black not black and white it's like gray that's all we'll be discussing in this episode. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Let's close, close investigation. investigation.